Hello everyone, I'm Dan Whedon. Welcome to the Chasing Unleashed podcast. No guest this week, but I have three scheduled for the next several weeks. We will be talking about family business, succession planning, and dealing with aging parents. Please subscribe and follow us wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. In this episode, I'm going to share a terrifying moment for me that just happened last week, and it involves my dog, Bella. If you're a dog lover, you will certainly understand, but I think everybody will certainly get the point. So sit back, and I hope you enjoy the show. I was terrified to look over the edge. Bella has never been the dog we worried about. It was always Captain Jack, the great escapist who'd have made Houdini proud. That changed last week. Bella sleeps in our room, and as Barb has been away dealing with the family emergency, it's just been Bella and me. Now, she despises the air conditioning unit. She won't sleep up on the bed if it's on because of the noise and the wind. I brought in one of her beds and she had been sleeping there. However, the other night, she was really annoying. She walked around the room, bumped into things in the dark. Uh, Primarily, her eyesight has deteriorated as she has aged and basically was a nuisance for my ability to sleep. I'd finally had enough and opened the door, giving her full access to the house. Her other bed, which was identical, was in the family room, and I opened her little doggy door to the back deck just in case she needed a bio break. In a very fed-up tone, I told her she could sleep wherever she wanted. I went back to bed. It was 11 p.m. I woke up at my normal 6.03 a.m. Rolling out of bed, I noticed Bella was not in the room, which was unsurprising. I walked into the family room expecting to see her curled up in her bed, but she wasn't there. I glanced at the sofa to see if she was on the blanket. No Bella. So I figured she must be out on the deck, so I peeked out. To my surprise and now growing concern, she wasn't there. I swiftly went back to the bedroom, calling her name. I patted down the sheets and the blanket on the bed that I was just in. I inspected her bed again. I searched under the vanity and under the bed. Now I'm becoming more alarmed, so I I started shouting louder for her. Again, I went back into into the family room. I walked out on the deck. I was terrified to look over the edge. There are no stairs on the deck. There are slats where she and Jack always protruded their heads from, but never gave the impression they could actually squeeze through. My dread, my fear, was that she fell through the slats and I would discover her on the ground, either severely injured or dead. I was petrified. Looking over the edge, there was nothing. As I looked out over the green belt behind my house, concern had now moved to fear. I rushed back into the house and my only next best option was to go out the front door to look for her. 
As I reached the door to unlock it, I peered out the side window, and to my utter amazement, there was Bella trotting on the sidewalk in front of our house. I flung open the door and called out to her. She didn't hear me the first time, but definitely did the second. Unlike Captain Jack, who thought me chasing him was a game, Bella obediently stood there until I swooped her up in my arms. Her feet were wet, and I couldn't feel any damage to her limbs, ribs, or body. We went back inside, and she proceeded to eat and return to her normal daily routine, while I tried desperately to slow down my heart rate. Unless Bella suddenly discovered how to open the door and then lock it behind her, the only option was that she fell through the deck slats and dropped about 15 feet to the ground. My guess is that it must have still been dark and she couldn't see the edge, as this has never been an issue in the daylight in the past 12 years. I truly have no idea how long she was outside of the house. The fact that she fell in a spot that didn't have something dangerous to land on, like a wheelbarrow, that she was unharmed, that she didn't cross a coyote, and we have some behind us in the green belt, and that she was in our front yard at the exact moment I was looking out is both remarkable and lucky. To say this was a close call is an understatement. I've made the proper temporary barricade to stop her ability to get past the slats. Those will soon be changed to a closer width as we have grandchildren to worry about in addition to the dog. We experience close calls daily in our business and in our life. I fear that too often we, and that includes me, disregard the event. We chalk it up to happenstance and move on. What we really need to do is examine the why. Why did the event happen so as to avert the calamity we just narrowly escaped? In my experience as a risk management expert, I've seen too many cases of near misses being neglected. The consequences of doing this range from inconvenient to tragic. I fixed the new Bella issue. She won't be falling through the deck again. Next time you are faced with a close call in your business or in your life, invest the time to identify the root cause and fix the issue before it becomes calamitous. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, rate, review us, and come back to listen often. Keep chasing unleashed.